Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a new partner, Arostia, a new coffee roaster based in Queens. This company was created by and is run by a huge fish fan, Andy Hollander, who hasn't caught a hold your head up since 12, 15, 95, but is definitely not bitter about it. I've had this coffee and it's really great. Andy started roasting coffee during the pandemic, taught himself, and then that turned into this label, Arostia, which launched late last year. I had a bag of the Ethiopian coffee and it was gone really quickly because I liked it so much and I drank a lot of it and I need more. The beans were grown at an altitude of 2,100 meters above sea level, which contributes to a dense bean that continues to develop its flavors after the roasting process is done. The tasting notes include apple, raisin, and caramel, and there are more coffees coming very soon. So support this fan-owned business and try the coffee today. And for Osiris listeners, there's a 10% discount code on the site. Use the code OSIRIS at checkout for 10% off your order, and stay tuned for the launch of a coffee subscription. You can order and sign up for the mailing list at arostia.com. That's A-R-O-A-S-T-I-A.com. And you can find Arostia on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, Arostia. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Nugs.net is the destination for live music on demand. They have a growing collection of over 15,000 full-length concert recordings from bands like Pearl Jam, Humphreys McGee, Dead & Company, and Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. So you'll never run out of live music to explore. 
I've been digging into a lot of Umphrey's shows on Nugs.net, and the catalog and the sound quality are really amazing. It's a great way to get to know a band even more. I've been listening to a lot of Billy Strings, Dead & Company. Oh, and uh, Wilco's on there now, too. Well, I've been listening to the infamous String Dusters and loving some of the old Steve Kimmock shows on there. It's available on desktop, iOS, and Android apps. Sonos, that's how I listen, and Blue OS. The Nugs.net team knows you love live music, so they're offering new subscribers a 35% discount on an annual subscription. Go to Nugs.net slash Helping Friendly and sign up today. If you already have a subscription, give the gift of live music to a friend. Again, that's Nugs.net slash Helping Friendly for 35% off an annual subscription. This is our quick hit for the first night of Bangor. I'm here with Derek, who's been on on before, but welcome back, Derek. Hey, thank you very much. I'm really happy to, uh, you know, share my experience. It was my first show of uh, this year, so I'm um, pretty excited about that. I've been looking forward to it for a while, so. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm glad that uh, you had you had the chance to see them, and this is the only the second time they've been at this venue, right? And obviously, there's a show tonight, but um, the first one was uh, July third, two thousand thirteen. So this is not not a venue that's super familiar with, you know, to to fish and to fish fans. But obviously, they played a lot of shows in Maine. Yeah, um, it's uh, the venue itself actually is about like eight or nine years old and it's already gone through a whole bunch of changes. Um, Bangor is kind of almost a pseudo, um, hometown show for me, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I grew up about an hour North of Bangor. Um, my girlfriend's mom lives outside there now. Um, that's actually where we're staying for a few days uh, because we, we took the week off of work. Um, and I went to school in Orono. So, um, which is, you know, right outside of Bangor. Um, yeah. so it's kind of, kind of like a hometown show for me. Um, I was at the last show in, um, 2013. That was, I think the tour opener. Um, and that was uh, a lot different of a show than last night for sure. Yeah. Tell us about it. what did you think of last night? What were some of your highlights maybe from the first set? Um, you know, they, they kind of came on and it seemed like Trey was really feeling it. I mean, 46 days and back on the train are pretty standard first set songs, but you know, there's a difference between when Trey is really feeling it and when he's not. Um, and it seemed like he was, you know, playing with a little extra fire for those first couple songs. Um, people seem to be really excited about it. So that was cool. Um, when they, uh, went into gin, you know, that was kind of another song that, um, a lot of times you'll see it maybe opening the second set or closing the first set. Um, and it seems kind of like they've gotten in a groove with it where they, you know, will just roll it out as like the old standard, but mm-hmm, seemed mm-hmm. to have a little extra last night. Um, I was, I was certainly, uh, invested. Seems like it went, um, you know, a l- little bit outside of the box, not, um, entirely, but a little bit. 
That's cool. And and the first set um, had yeah some sort of typical you know first set songs back on the train mm-hmm. and dogs like some of that. But then the the yeah. waves waves into mics into water in the sky into limb by limb into Wicca Pog into Julius to close out the set. That's kind of cool cool segment. Did that feel? Um, like a good, did it feel like a standard first set or did that feel like a, a different approach and a different kind of song selection? Well, um, I seem to, when I see Mike's in Week of Fog, it's in the second set. So it was a little bit different for me. Um, waves in uh, Water in the Sky, I was kind of expecting, you know, the water songs. So mm-hmm. they tend to mm-hmm, trot mm-hmm. those out when it's rainy. Um Waves, I was really excited to see, but I, I didn't, you know, they didn't really do much with it. So it was kind of, you know, there and then it was gone. Um, limb by Limb had a little extra in it last night. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of took it uh, outside the box. It got a little bit darker. Um, then there was one part where, um, like, Fish and Mike were holding it down and Trey was just doing some, um, like, color, ad- adding some color over the top and, Paige was uh, going off on a synth and um, then it it seemed like Trey wanted to get back into limb by limb, but then changed his mind uh, because the, I I don't know, he was just feeling what they were doing um, and they built it up to a nice little peak. Um, And the segue back in a week of pog, it wasn't quite a segue, but it wasn't quite a rip cord either. So, um, you know, I uh, last night actually was the first time I've taken notes for a show um, oh, wow. as it was going on. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people do that or they, they like yeah, to yeah. write the set and, you know, jot things down, but I never have, but, uh, in preparation for, uh, calling into HF pod, I, you know, I, uh, had to take a little notes in the moment. And, wow. uh, my, my note for that was, uh, that it was almost smooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and future, future guests should take note. You know, no pun intended. Um, actually, pun intended. Yeah. But um, you, Derek's taking this seriously, guys. So you know, oh, everyone's yeah, got to step exactly, up their game. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I thought I thought it would be you know a little fun, especially if I uh, listened back this morning, which I did. You know, not to the whole show, but uh, to a few moments and kind of compare and contrast. You know, in the moment versus at home. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's really cool. And so set two. And by the way, the first limb by limb of the tour, which was the, um, you know, in the St. Louis shows was mm-hmm. also kind of a, a good, good little ride. So they're, they're having fun with that, that song. This tour. Yeah. Yeah. It seems so. And then, so the second, second set, um, and was it raining the whole time or, or on and off or what was that like? No, it was on and off. Um, I mean the whole day it was kind of gray and I, um, it missed it, but it wasn't really until, um, the, second set really that it started raining and rained for for a while um it was pretty heavy but i mean it was a fairly warm night and the rain was kind of cool so you know it you know i'm I'm not going to melt in the rain so it's not something that that really bothers me um so it, it was okay cool cool um and then the second set we got the second down with disease of tour which i think may be surprising just because we're used to getting it every two or three shows but the the repertoire yeah. has been pretty varied this this uh tour what do you think of that that opener and then you know the second set which had a couple of big jams yeah i was i was really excited to hear down with disease that's kind of one song that i'm always um you know like everybody has their songs where if they 
play them every show or every other show or you get it every single run and and you're excited about it. And Down With Disease is kind of one of those songs for me. Um, And I thought it was... I thought it was really good. The jam was really good. Um, the song itself I thought was kind of sloppy. Like maybe they were just, uh, you know, trying to get through the song so they could get to the jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. the jam was, you know, it seemed uh, kind of a little Plinko-y. Um, I said in my notes that I liked what Mike was doing and it seemed like um, all the guys were patient, uh, really listening to each other. Um, and then they, they, picked it up and went to like a little bit of a happier space and went for the peak. And and Mm -hmm. that was nice. Um, and I really liked, uh, the placement after play by play. Um, the, the casual back songs were like the songs that I was among the songs that I was the most looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, cause the last shows I saw before, um, last night were in Chicago. So it was right before Halloween and um, those shows were were really good, but yeah, those are great know, shows. A week later, a week later, I was you know really jealous because um, I I love all those um, songs from the Casablanca Kas- set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you got to see um, but, at least uh, you got to see one last night. And, and are you going back tonight? By the way, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll cool. Be, I'll be back tonight, and then so you'll um, probably get I'm another going one to Fenway. Yeah, cool. <laughs> ho- hoping so. I thought that was, um, you know, kind of weird that we got one Kasloff Act song and no Ghost of the Forest songs. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I'm, I I like uh, all the ones that they've been playing. I was kind of bummed about um, the huge Ruby Waves the other night because that was one I was really hoping for uh, yeah. for Bangor. But, you know, Fenway, it's still on the table. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And so that... So you had two almost 20 minute jams between down with disease and simple. Did those feel like they were anchoring Mm -hmm. kind of the set together? Oh, definitely. Um, play by play was such a cool, like, um, kind of bridge between the two of them. Um, I had heard about, um, I guess they had played it at sound check and had a big jam. So when they started it up, you know, like I said before, I was really excited just because I wanted to hear any of those songs. But, um, after, you know, hearing about sound check, I was really, hoping that they were going to finally take one of those songs really deep. Um, it didn't happen. Uh, Trey ripcorded into simple and, you know, uh, I was of two minds, like one, uh, I'm bummed that, you know, they're not taking this song out there. And I thought mm-hmm. it was really well played too, but two, it's like, you know, simple is such a quintessential fish song. It's one of the first songs that, you know, I ever heard of a band and, mm-hmm. um, and they really took it deep. That was, I would say pretty easily my highlight, um, the jam, it was just, you know, so patient, um, and pretty and soft. There was like no person leading for a while. They were just all, you know, listening to each other. And, um, it it was really, really cool. Um, it seemed like they didn't really know where they wanted to go with it, but like in a good way, uh, Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. went through a couple different, movements and after the peak they kept it going and had kind of a little like evil almost mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. dark sort of uh, a jam um but then they brought it to a close and and played piper nice um, um that's cool yeah and i mean i like piper a lot as a song and if you can believe it last night was actually my first piper oh um, wow Ever, yeah, uh, my first show was uh, Portland 2009, and basically ever since then, 
the the two most common songs, you know, on my my fish stats that I hadn't seen were Piper and Squirming Coil. So I'm still tra- chasing a coil, but finally got a Piper. That's amazing. Um, Good for you, man. Yeah, I yeah I know it was. Um, yeah, 14 shows for Piper. It seems like they play every single run, but I just somehow missed them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like it a lot. I just wish they would finally you know bring back the build (laughs) Mm -hmm. to the verse um that would be that would be great um it you know was was nice the post verse section was was pretty nice but they it just kind of fizzled out and then they dropped miss you um i i actually like miss you a lot um i think it's one of trey's better 3.0 ballads um, but I didn't like this placement for it at all. Um, maybe if Piper had also gone deep or if they had just flip-flopped Miss You in Piper, um, I think I would have liked it a lot more. But um, just th- that that section kind of fell flat for me. Got it. Got it. And then um, did, you, uh, did you feel like they... What happened after that? Because there's, you know... Controversial, uh, I guess, somewhat controversial meat stick in the in the second set. Um, with that, I was yes. just going back and forth with uh, Brian Brinkman from Beyond the Pond about, um, and then the rise come together, slave. So, did you feel like it was the set was kind of over after that uh, simple jam, or that after well, the Piper rather? Kind of, kind of, in a way. Um, I definitely thought it turned into jukebox fish, uh, jukebox fish, but. Um, the the llama was really unexpected deep in the second set and for it to be fast too um was was pretty exciting so that um at least where i was in the pit um llama really got uh, everybody bouncing again um and that was cool but then to follow that up with meat stick was kind of a buzzkill to me um but all the people around me, you know, were, were singing along and dancing and stuff. So, you know, um, I think somebody said on one of the earlier quick hits that, uh, you know, every song is someone's favorite song. So mm-hmm. even if mm-hmm. it didn't, you know, really, um, you know, spark my, uh, interest, it, you know, it, it's there and, and they're going to play whatever they want. But yeah, I think that section, um, it, it was really weird because they had that llama in there. Um, and the llama I thought was well played and nice and fast, but, um, uh, miss you and meat stick and rise come together all so close together was, yeah, it was, um, definitely jukebox fish. <laughs> um, uh, so <laughs> rise come together though, I thought was kind of weird because they had just played it, um, at Meriwether. So Trey yeah. Mustard just really wanted, you know, another pass at it. Um, slave was awesome though. You know, I, I love slave again, like simple for me, you know, a live one was my first fish album. So basically anything on that will always, you know, hit me a little extra. Um, and slave is another one of those songs where they could play every show or every run and I would be a hundred percent happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I'm glad you got to hear that at the end after, a, you know, jukebox um experience but but two 20 minute jams which is cool what what do you want people to kind of take away from the show and what what do you want people to hear some of the simple oh yeah simple for sure um but i you know i i love 
any time that that there's even one like solid jam in a second set, they can play whatever they want for the rest of it. That's kind of my <laughs> view on it. Mm-hmm. That it that if I get my one jam, it, it, they can play whatever they want in the second set. They can play meat stick six times, you know, and and I would be okay <laughs> with it. But but you know that that whole first second set uh, section is definitely worth um, a few listens. Down with disease, play by play, simple. Um, but for for this. Uh, podcast, I definitely um, suggest playing a clip of Simple and maybe that'll get uh, people to check out the rest. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Derek, for joining. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you making the time. And and one thing I was going to say at the beginning for our listeners, if you're going to be at Camden this weekend on Saturday, we're going to have a little get together at Tonewood Brewing from one to three. You can see info in the show notes, but um, come hang out with us and have a beer if you're going to be at Camden on Saturday. Uh, But Derek, thank you so much for joining and coming back. I'm glad you got to see a somewhat hometown show and another one tonight. You guys like coffee? Yes. I actually cannot function without it. Luckily for us, we have an advertiser, Passion House Coffee Roasters. Passion House was founded by a longtime fan in Chicago, and they've been sourcing and roasting some of the best beans in the world since 2011. Now they need your help naming a new coffee, an experimental micro lot from a renowned farm in Colombia. With coffees named Millie Grace, LSD, and Box of Rain, the bar is high for a new name. But we know you can help. Go to passionhousecoffee.com slash Osiris to read about the mystery coffee and submit your idea for the coffee name. While you're there, pick up some beans or cans of cold brew. I had the Passion Cat cold brew cans recently, and they're great. Our listeners get 30% off their coffee, so enter Osiris at checkout. Get after it.
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Now here's a brief moment on another great podcast from the Osiris Network. All of our podcasts can be found at OsirisPod.com. Hey now, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. No Simple Road is part of the Osiris podcast family. We're a weekly podcast that brings you in-depth and open, honest conversations with the musicians, artists, authors, and luminaries of the psychedelic jam band, improvisational music, and festival communities. We bring you inside the lives of the four of us that do this show, myself, Melanie, Apple, and Ryder. We bring you onto the porch and what it's like to live inside the long, strange trip. So if you like to laugh, if you like to have fun, if you like to learn stuff, come hang out with the No Simple Road crew on the porch and listen to No Simple Road on the Osiris Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from NoFX and Ian McKay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, peer pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.